Super Clash. It is the Super Clash podcast. We are back again. This is episode Connor. The reason why I I say episode Connor because this is episode 29, and it just so happens that Connor turned 29. I am one year closer to death. Yeah, turned 29 last week, and it's downhill from here. (laughs) At least I'm not in my 30s. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, fuck you. (laughs) But... But Connor, how you doing, man? How was your birthday? Uh, it was all right, I guess. Didn't really do a whole lot of things. Uh, you know. You want to speak up a little bit? No. Good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because I, I wasn't. Because I'm look. This is what's nice about the new recording room at at the moment is I can look at um, Audacity and and look at the little little sine waves going going on here, and be able to tell that we're being picked up without needing to squint or get up out of my seat to see if audacity is working properly but i'm glad you had a good birthday yeah uh and it's it's been kind of a a nice week for my fiance and i we've been settling into our new place and hopefully your wife and you have been settling into this beautiful home uh yeah Doing all right, just slowly unpacking boxes. Yeah, there's a lot of boxes, and but the uh, my fiance and I are working to get our marriage license. We actually filled out the application online this morning, and then we're gonna go to tomorrow with our IDs and get that. When's the wedding? Um, we talked about this uh, a couple weeks ago. We were planning to get legally married just so she can get on my insurance. Yeah. And we're going to do it at the uh, Ren Fair on October 9th. October 9th. That's okay. Saturday. And so we'll, we'll, t- we'll talk a little bit about that off the air. Um, so before we get into the s- topic for tonight, yes, this is going to be one of those episodes where we're going to talk about a single overall topic. Um, Connor, have you been playing anything or watching anything or... Um, so I've been watching the Marvel's What If series. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty good. Some of the episodes are a little, a little hokey, I think. Like, I don't know. The, the tone is just weird on it. And then I watched the Black Widow movie. Yeah, how was that? It was pretty good overall. I. I liked some of the characters that they introduced in it. Um, it kind of sort of ties in with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Okay. Um, and then as far as games, uh, I just finally got all my like video games. Well, not all of them. I hooked up my PS5. And uh, yep. I played a little bit of SnowRunner. Did a few missions. You and David play that uh, yeah. the other night? Yeah. When I was uh, too busy cleaning up the old apartment? Yes. I, I have that game downloaded too. We need to play it at some. We point. We do. We really do, because it's because it it sounds like it's a lot of fun. From what you and David said, like I I made the mistake of judging a book by its cover. It's like okay, it's a car game or truck game, whatever. And we established last week that I'm not much into racing or car games all that much, but you and David have been speaking very very highly of it. And if David speaks highly of a game <laughs> as, um, I guess, out there as uh, SnowRunners, then it's got to be good. 
Yeah, it's definitely one of those games you want to play with. Um, you can play it by yourself, but it's way more fun to play as your friend or play with friends because um, you can assist each other on missions. It's co-op, so if I get stuck in the mud, you know, David can come pull me out, or if he flips his vehicle, I can get a crane and like flip him back on his side. Huh? Which we actually had to do in the last mission. We were <laughs> driving through a quarry and he flipped, mm -hmm. and so I had to get a big old crane and pull him out. So uh, it's it's overall a really interesting game. It's very very challenging and it can be very frustrating if you get like you know you spend an hour you know maneuvering through this harsh environment with a load of lumber or something, right? And then all of a sudden you tip and ruin the load. Oh man, yeah, I'm getting some Death Stranding vibes from that. <laughs> of course, like which is a game I've been wanting to pick up since uh, the director's cut came out. They're, like, from what I've heard with Death Stranding, I don't mean to change the subject from Runner to Death Stranding, um, there's a lot of tedium. The beginning of the game is all about, like, setting up routes. It starts out slow, and it's not until about ten hours in until, like, the game really starts moving and getting fun. But from what people have told me, it, it's better to just kind of just rush through the third chapter where you get to the central area because that's when the game starts moving. And so ever since I heard that, I'd be kind of interested in at least trying it. Yeah. Because I'm, sure I'm sure there's a good game underneath there. It's just, as I said, there just seems to be a lot of tedium that can draw a lot of players away, and we just don't have time for that. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Ain't no one got time for that. That's fair. Uh, moving on to something I've been watching as well. I've been watching more uh, Toradora with uh, my fiance. You've actually made me want to rewatch it. <laughs> yeah, and we're about mm, probably 18 episodes in out of 25. Nice. And I'm starting to like the characters I didn't like before. Mm -hmm. um, Ame, who, who, for those who don't know, Ame is... Um, a kind of the the new student of the school, and she was a, a teenage model. She's really pretty. All the boys fall for her and everything, but she acts like a total ditz. Intentionally. Intentionally, all while being kind of a bitch to Taiga. Yeah, she's mean. At least in the beginning. Yeah. Um, what, I, what I did appreciate about that uh, as a side – is that it was established before Ryu or Ryuji? Did I say that right? Ryuji, yeah. Ryuji wasn't dragged through the mud. He was told overtly by his friend, "This is this is she's two faced. Don't fall for it." Yeah. And as as the, as the series moved on, moves on where Ame gets called out on that. I'm starting to like her a little bit more because she's starting to. I think there's a little bit of chemistry going between her and Ryuji a little bit, mostly on the sense that both of them had to grow up, grow up fast. Yeah, they have a kinship in sort of a way so that she kind of, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know if she actively pursues him. I want to say that there, she there, kinda was a, like, there was a brief moment where she did. Yeah, yeah. She, she kind of like, she's. I feel like she could be like, yeah, you know, if he asked me out, I'd go out with him, right? You know, like, but... Mm -hmm. And then the chemistry between Minari and uh, and Ryuji is like there's no chemistry. Like she like she is so like gr and granted you you can make an argument that opposites attract. Yeah. 
she is just so out there and in a way um she's not very intuitive of, of other people if that makes sense she's more like what's the word I'm looking like extroverted super extroverted she's she's all about to me it's like she's all about like attention and well she so if i had to if i had to describe minarine it's that she she wants to have fun she wants to feel fulfilled with her co- for, with her uh, school mm-hmm. stuff so you know she does a lot of activities she you know inserts herself into different situations and stuff like that um and wants to have a good time and then at the same time you kind of figure out that her actions are you know she doesn't want to hurt other people yeah and that's why she acts the way that she does she's like i'm going to i'm going to be there everywhere but i'm not going to get myself in front of other people and you know push my you know mm-hmm. desires above other people it's like she puts up a wall she does she definitely does and then taiga and ryuji for like they do have good chemistry but I'm starting to feel like it's more like Ryuji is more of a big brother to her than a companion. Yeah, I would almost consider it like a like he's almost like a caretaker for her because of the the way that mm-hmm. Taiga's parents are. And I think that the reason he acts that way and he he, he constantly is wanting Taiga to work things out with her family and respect her family and do all this stuff Mm -hmm. because his father you know walked out on him right and And his that was a super emotional part of 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 the show by the way yeah where ryuji like almost snapped at taiga before he even understood the reason why yeah so because he he basically instead of putting himself in her shoes he's trying to put her in his shoes and I think when you do something like that and you have different backgrounds, you know, then you kind of start to to see how they I'm trying to find the best way to phrase this. They have different backgrounds, so they they have different expectations for how each other should right. interact with their families, but there comes a point where it all clicks and they understand, "Oh, wait, your parents aren't like my parents we're, we're different mm-hmm. and the situation does matter you know and i don't know did you have you seen the resolution to the whole parent arc thing with her um i don't want to spoil anything. i i guess i guess not because we're i'm at the point where it's christmas time okay so who's taiga living with she's still living with at the apartment okay so okay I won't spoil anything. It no, it's fine. They definitely flesh out more of the p- the parent situation with her and her parents. And you even honestly, there's kind of a heartbreaking scene with um, Ryuji and his mother. And his mother is a phenomenal character. She loves her so son. Sh- I wasn't so sure at first because she was so ditzy and and out there. But I'm she's starting to grow on me a little bit. You find out why she's ditzy and out there. It's because she's all tired all the time. Yeah. Because she works mm. so many hours to try she to... She works it like that. Like, the, I know there are bars in Japan to where pretty girls serve you drinks and you yeah. flirt with them and that's yeah, Hostess bars, yeah. Thank you. It's not really a strip club. No, no, no. There's no there's no sexual component. It's just like they want to be able to talk to pretty girls and drink beer, basically. Mm-hmm. And 
she works all these hours and she just wants to be able to send Ryuji to college to have a, a better life, basically. Mm-hmm. And oh, I just love his mom as a character because she's like so pure, you know, like and the bird, the bird, <laughs> Inko-chan. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a phenomenal show. I've I've watched it I think two or three times. It's, it's a ten out of ten for me so far. I have the manga actually. I pulled it out because that's that's the stack of manga I was oh, considering nice. reading, and Torador is right there in the middle. Oh, there it is. Yeah, <laughs> and I gotta say that intro music is so good. It actually switches at some point. Yeah, it switches at some point, but the um, the intro music for like I would say the first like. 12 episodes is so good oh yeah it's it's been stuck in my head all day yeah and i just love the like when it changes seasons like how i feel like the art style changes a little bit and the the atmosphere changes a little bit mm-hmm. with this change of the seasons it's it's all so good yeah um one of my favorite scenes i've seen so far is like um it was the school was was hosting the like culture club season mm-hmm. or the culture club event <clears throat> and the class decided to do a wrestling show and their poor teacher <laughs> their poor teachers it i feel so bad for her because they're putting on an act who was like this is the teacher's red twine and we're gonna cut it and she's like no don't do that <laughs> she's so hopelessly single oh yes <laughs> and it, it's um and she gets carried off and the joke is so funny because they're like they're going to carry her, carry her off to the morgue because that's <laughs> part of the act. Yeah, and Ryuji didn't even know what that means. It's like, why are they taking her to the morgue? I don't know. Probably get to get embalmed or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just my fiance and I were laughing so hard at that. I felt so bad for her. Oh. But but yeah, so that's basically all we've been watching slash um listening i really want to hear your thoughts after you finish it because uh, yeah for real oh um and we'll move on to tonight's subject after we do a couple seconds of silence because um i can cut this out i need some water okay you can, cl- you can clearly hear my throat's very scratchy you're a little raspy it's boy. It's, it's, it's it's the covid you're a raspy boy. <laughs> i hate you so much connor um talk about hmm what's something uh, that's not controversial. All right, so the COVID vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, talk about uh, the first time you realized Ko had diarrhea. Sorry, what? I <laughs> well, I go get water, Connor. Uh-huh. Talk about um, Ko's progress with his diarrhea. I don't want to do that. I'll I'll just talk about you while you're gone. It better be nice things. If, if, if <laughs> I swear to God, if this, if I go to edit this, and you talk heinous, horrible shit about me, you're fired. I won't do that. Audience, I'm <laughs> trusting him. Uh, anyway, so Kale's leaving. No, it, it's all right now. Um, first off, he mispronounced heinous. It, it's heinous, not heinous, you freak. There's not an extra syllable in there. What a weirdo. Secondly, um, while he's gone, I feel like I should talk a little bit about um, some of the manga I've been reading lately. So I caught up with Rent-A-Girlfriend. Um, I've read the most recent volume. It's a great series. Um, it's got a lot of heart to it, a lot of comedy, and it feels 
I don't know, semi-realistic. So I definitely recommend either watching the anime or reading the manga. Um, overall, I would say it's a lot of fun. Oh, hey, Kale has returned. Oh, hey, how you doing, buddy? I got water and my ankle hurts. Because you got some sweet kanks. I do have a very bad ankle. <laughs> yeah, like I, th it's it's horrible, but that's a story for another day. I didn't say anything bad about you. I just talked about rent a girlfriend while you were gone. Well, when I edit, we'll we'll see about that. So anyway, <laughs> so um, Connor and I decided at the uh, since we're on the verge of having Far Cry Six being released. I do believe that's released on October 6th. Possibly. Uh, pretty close to the same day the uh, OLED switch comes out. Swoled? Ha 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 ha. Get out. Okay. Mm, that we would talk about uh, our experience with the Far Cry series and our f thoughts and feelings on the, f uh, the previous games leading up to our thoughts on this new game coming out. So, Connor, we, we talked about off the air that you never played the earlier Far Cry games, like the first Far Cry, Far Cry Instinct, and Far Cry Evolution. Yeah. Um, I haven't played the first Far, the very first Far Cry either. I just remember playing um, Far Cry Instinct and and Instinct Evolution, and it was it was kind of followed the same formula before Far Cry Three, to where there was an overarching story. But you you followed a guy named Jack Carver. I can't remember how one thing led to another, but somehow he gets powers and could jump really high and move really fast and and all this shit. It was still in like tropical environment. He could dual wield rifles if memory serves correctly. <laughs> it was super fast paced. Okay. So and th that's all I remember from those first two games. Up until Far Cry 2. Okay. Now, I first read about Far Cry 2 in a GamePro magazine back like a year before it was released. It was like two or three paragraphs of what this game was going to be. And it was it was using like a Crytek Engine like 3 or whatever. Or Cry CryEngine 2. And some of the stuff that they were describing seemed super revolutionary at the time. It was one of those things where, like, I was I had to get an Xbox 360. It was Malaria, the video game. But <laughs> I didn't know about that for at first. <laughs> See, what they, what they were talking about at first were some revolutionary things like shooting branches off of trees and they would regrow. Fire would spread on dry gra grass. Your guns would jam as as they're used over time. Mm -hmm. And then I played the game, and I realized that you had malaria, and you were poisoned, but you got malaria from the main bad guy. Yeah. Um, you got to take your malaria pills. And, you, and that turned into a massive fetch quest whenever you were out to try to get malaria pills. And for certain, like, I can understand it from, like, a technical perspective. They, they wanted to try to create... Um, a super gritty, grounded shooter, but overall, I would argue that with these technical advancements aside, that the game was a drag. It really was. 
Um, really you close. you could you could choose your characters if you slept at a safe house. Like one uh, like a character that you meet would show up, and that would basically get be your second wind if you were to go down. Hmm. Um, and of course, they they could go down too, and you could choose to either sacrifice one of your health or kill them, put them out of their misery. But that's all I can really remember with Far Cry 2 aside from Far, the Far Cry games have always had really good level creation. Yeah, they've been pretty and good. And I, I, I honestly spent more time on the uh, level creation than I did playing um, the Far Cry 2 game because I can't tell you who the main bad guy was. I can't tell you what the story was about. There was really no narrative in, the, in Far Cry 2. It is probably, of the more modern Far Cries, the weakest entry, I think. Yes. And then we started hearing talk of Far Cry 3. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing the E3 reveal of that game, and it was centered around the main bad guy's infamous insanity speech. Yeah. This is when Far Cry started to, in, at least in my opinion, to kind of separate itself from other mainstream titles, from like your Call of Duties, um, your Assassin's Creed. This is, this is what made Far Cry Far Cry, was the introduction of this character and, and the effect that this character, Voss, um, had on the series and how it, it essentially changed how Far Cry is made. It became very villain-centric. It did, and it, it brought back power, like, abilities to a point where the previous games I talked about had were to, um, to where you could move very quickly, you can eliminate enemies really either stealthily or guns blazing in quick succession. And so Far Cry 3, it was back in a tropical environment. It was beautiful at the time mm-hmm. and probably is the best in the series. In my opinion. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to say for sure because, I mean, while I think that is the most well-rounded game of them all, I think a few of the latter entries um, added some very good quality of life things to them. Um, right. But, yeah, I, it was one of my top games i think absolutely and so i want to talk more about more about this by how good this game was so as as i said this game far cry 3 set the precedent of as you said a fleshed out main antagonist yes which is i think it's still really weird that voss kind of wasn't the main antagonist it was like a secondary antagonist and the game kind of went downhill after Voss's death, I say it in air quotes, because it was never really explicitly established that he was dead. Yeah, I don't even remember what I, happens after that. But, I don't know if you know this, but Voss was originally supposed to be, like, kind of a grunt character, and then the voice actor came in and fucking killed it. Hmm. He He became, like, to the point where the writers of the game rewrote the story to include more Voss. That makes sense. He's very charismatic. He is very charismatic and fucking terrifying at the same time. 100%. He steals the show every single time he's on screen. 
he 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 jumps from super calm, cool, and collective, and arguably can be reasoned with to batshit insane. It's to to me, it's it's really hard with the next two antagonists to top Voss. I I really don't think Voss has been topped entirely yet yet. Um, no. Pagan Min and Joseph, what's his not seed? Yes. Uh, um, the, they have elements that 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 are scary, but I don't think it was as well presented in Far Cry Three. Yeah, and plus, like, um, I I really don't know what else to say. Far Cry Three was just so damn good. Yeah, and one of the my favorite things to do, which you can do in the other games too, but th- I think this is the first one that really like emphasized it, maybe is the hunting quest that you yes. can do mm-hmm. to get, you know, special upgrades or weapons or what have you. Um, those were always really fun to me because Far Cry 3 was set in kind of like a tropical environment, so there was all different kinds of animals and stuff that right. you could hunt. Right, um, Whereas, you know, the the next one was basically set in, what do you think, like Nepal? Himalayans, somewhere yeah, like that, yeah. Somewhere in there, and then the other one was set in, you know, the Montana, uh, Montana basically. Yeah. So yeah, that's good. Hunting quests, and I also want to say that this was a game, the first Far Cry to almost implement a like a cover system, a little bit. You know, you would get up to a wall, and your gun would go to the air, aim down the sight, would pop over the cover, and shoot. Yeah. This this game just revolutionized how the 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 the, the flow of the next Far Cry is like. In every other Far Cry, you need to hunt for sp- for special equipment. There's the f- there's the cover system. Um, there's abilities to make the game more fun. And I still think, in my opinion, that Far Cry Three had the best overall story. Yeah. Because Jason Brody, he was your typical California boy on vacation, to the point to where when he kills someone for the first time, he's like, "What the fuck did I do?" To the point where he in- starts enjoying it. Huh. You yeah. do not remember that? Um, honestly, I never really remembered any of the like main protagonists. Because I always felt like they were just like... They were kind of nothing self-insert characters, right? Yeah. I, I, I can see that. It, it's, it's, de- it's definitely worth at least going back and kind of focusing on the story. Because I, th- I think there is some depth to at least Jason Brody as a character. Um, but moving on to Far Cry 4. We're going to skip Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon. Oh, I, you know what? I totally forgot about that. And I forgot how it was like, how that game was straight out of an 80s movie. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a crazy wild game. It's like, you want dinosaurs? You got fucking dinosaurs. You want laser guns? We got those. You got one-liners? We got one-liners. It was... I don't even know what you want to call it. Is it its own game? I don't even want to call it. It was like, it was kind of a DLC, but you could pl- you, you could download it without um, buying Far Cry Three. I will say um, we'll get to this later when we talk about the later games. Uh, in one of the DLC missions in Far Cry Five, you get to see the Blood Dragon again. Oh, nice! Yes. I don't remember that, so you, we might we might have to you might have to remind me of of that point in the game. Okay, when we get there. But uh, I play a little bit of it, but honestly, it's like I can't remember much of it. All I remember is just like, like 
the color palette and the aesthetic and that's that's all I remember. Yeah. It 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 was just a wild I don't think I don't think the story mattered. It was just a no. wild kind of like Duke Nukem-esque. Yeah. Shoot 'em up, but it it's a load of fun and I think if you enjoy those kind of games, you should definitely play it because mm-hmm. it was just I feel like it has just as much um love behind it as Far Cry 3. Absolutely. So yeah. So now, moving on to Far Cry 4. This was an exciting game for me because it was it was the first game set in I guess not in a warm place. It was in the Himalayas. Yeah. There's some warm areas Warm too, areas, right? but not like Africa or some or somewhere tropical. Yeah. What was different about this game is that you had a, a main antagonist, Pagan Min, yep. who, his introduction, like all these villain in, villain introductions after Far Cry are all very good. Yes. Um, you, you see who Pagan Min is a character. He's a... Um, Basically like a ruthless dictator. He is, and he's, and he's egotistical, but he's happy to see the main character. It's like, it's you! I, I don't know the character's name. <laughs> As I said, nameless self-insert. Um, he does have a name name and the character does have dialogue he does it's um, just or sh- um but and so pagan's happy to see him for some for some reason but the game moves on to where um the faction this these two people are 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 trying to run an army in different ways to fight against pagan men yeah and they both have two different approaches to something and you later find out that maybe their both of their approaches have ma- massive consequences yeah to them and so no matter what you feel you feel like a shit person kind of yeah which, you do which kind of which kind of is i think the point of the game is that generally at least in this day and age there's no right side in war yeah with the exception of world war 2 cuz hitler was a terrible person and, and Joseph Stalin was a terrible person. Yeah, it's probably the last truly justified war we've had, but that's a that's a tangent. Yeah, Th- there there is n- there's atrocities in in war, and no matter what side you're on, I, let's just say that that's that seems more reasonable. Yeah, but twist hit twist is, and like I said, this game is like almost seven years old, seven eight years old at this point. Um, pagan men knew your mother. Yes. He wasn't your biological father. At least I don't think so. I don't know. But pagan men like saw you as a son. And um the whole point of your main character was to go back to spread your mother's ashes. Yeah. <laughs> Which uh not really a spoiler, but if you choose to do nothing during in, in the beginning in the very beginning when you meet with pagan men uh, you can mm. end the game right there, basically. Yeah, you have to wait like fifteen, twenty minutes to do so. Yeah, but Pagan Min was voice acted really well, but I uh, I didn't like him all that much as a villain because I I felt like it was he was inserting too many um, pop culture references. Like he mentioned Kanye West at one point. Would it surprise you though that a dictator would like Kanye West? Well, I was like. I was saying to myself, look, I, I'm trying to play a game to escape a reality where Kanye West exists. So please, <laughs> please don't insert his name into a game. That game, though. Oh. 
It was the first Far Cry game to to have um, co-op. And elephant riding. And elephant riding. It was very sad, though, because you couldn't play any of the main missions in for co-op. You can only do Couldn't. this. Those, no, it was only those side missions. Uh, I think you're right. <coughs> and I remember us playing and throwing rocks at each other on elephants. On elephants, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Causing as much mayhem as possible. And so, I I do have that game, and I and I do want to go back and replay it because I do think there's something about that game I'm missing. Want to replay the remaster <laughs> of Far Cry Three? Yeah, I have that one too. I need to play. Both well, I've, I have played. I've probably played Far Cry Four recently enough where I'm like, eh, I don't really feel like going back. But three, mm-hmm. I would redo. And now we go into. Um, I don't think there was anything between Far Cry Four and Five. Primal. Primal, yes. Man, I am on top of it. Yeah, a game that I never played. I've I never played Primal. I I barely even seen any gameplay of Primal. I know nothing. I want a Primal other than that. There, it's. During the Ice Age, and you can apparently watch people have sex. Oh, hell yeah. Um, I have only played the very intro to that game, and that's because I got it on PC years ago. And I think when it first launched, it had it had some bugs. And I remember it crashing a couple times. And it was another one of those games where you tried playing it, it crashed, it crashed again, and you're just like, eh, screw it. And you never go back to it. And that mm-hmm. was it for me. Yeah. But it was a unique setting. It was. I- I heard the complaint was that it had basically it took all the maps from I don't remember if it was three or four. It took the maps from them and just retextured them. Mm, yeah, I heard that too. So it was kind of lazy in a way. I think mm-hmm. the setting though was kind of cool. Like the whole thought of like, oh man, you know, you get to hunt mammoths and saber tooth tigers and like, and you know. That game was already about crafting, so it made sense when you're right, you know, crafting right. stuff. So I want to go back and play that one. That's on my list of ones I still want to play. It's just pretty low on the priority list. Mm-hmm. And now move, moving on to Far Cry 5. Yeah. Um. So this game, when it was first announced, got a lot of flack because – Apparently, there was a small sect of <coughs> certain individuals that thought Ubisoft was trying to make a game to where you kill MAGA people. Do you remember? Do you remember that con- con- that controversy? Yes. Which <laughs> I mean, and granted, he, it, it could have been um, like manufactured controversy, as in like. Literally, no one talked about it whatsoever, and someone made it up to kind of get the ball rolling, and then just went I mean, from there. Basically, it was like like the whole main pro or the main antagonist, and like all the bad guys in it are these people who are um, basically like cult people. Mm-hmm. Um, they believe that John Seed is basically like a Jesus figure, right? Mm-hmm. And so they Joseph li- Seed. Joseph, that's his name. Sorry, there's, you know. You're, you're good. Vanilla white person name, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> they uh, they have this kind of, I don't even know what you want to call it, like a... Com- compound? Yes, with, with a whole bunch of people who are part of this group. And anybody who's not part of this group, they basically will, like, torture or kill. Indoctrinate. Or indoctrinate. They... 
the the point of the story it that the game starts up is they they basically have an entire county annexed. Yes. They have like statues of Joseph's seed on top of mountains and it's wild. Yeah. They they have this chemical that they put in the water called bliss mm-hmm. that basically like it puts you in like a state of euphoria. Yes. And more willing to listen to their influences. Yeah. And so Joseph has these people who are his disciples. Um, and you essentially, the plot of the game is you you go there to confront, uh, you go with the sheriff's department to confront these people, and things go south. And so you end up meeting up with a resistance group, and you slowly start having to take down Joseph's disciples until you get to him. Mm-hmm. And so this is the first Far Cry game to where there was essentially a character creator. You can create your own sheriff. And it was also the first Far Cry since the second game to have a silent uh, protagonist. Yeah. Overall, like, I I do like the game. They did enter, they did have new mechanics that weren't in previous games. They added gravity, sorry, um, bullet drop. Yeah. That was in the previous games. Um, They added... Full co-op. Yeah, full co-op, which is good. That was a lot of fun. And, oh, geez, what else? Um, Fishing. Yeah. Fishing was a lot of fun. You can fish. There's a lot of really cool animals, too. Like, that was my biggest concern when that game came out. I was like, ah, the setting. Like, what's going to be cool about this setting? But... Honestly, like the mountains and the lakes and all the animals and stuff, it, it actually really is, is cool. gorgeous. And it really made me miss because, for those who don't know, I spent the first ten years of my life in um, Wyoming, northern Wyoming, with lots of mountains. And we would, my family would, uh, go up to Glacier National Park every other summer or so, and camp there. And it just really brought back a lot of memories for me playing that game. And so the, and when it, you were part of a cult there, and we don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> but moving on to that, actually, so in what well, what made this game a little bit different from the previous ones, it's like yeah, you had an overall main antagonist, Joseph Seed, but he was kind of he was only kind of featured in between the acts of the game. the 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 ones that you really focused on were the three. Uh, family members of Joseph Seed. Um, you had um, his sister, which kind of controlled the Blitz Hope. industry. Hope, a br- and two brothers. Mm-hmm. I f- I don't I forgot their names. One might be John. John, I and and another one. But out of all three of them, there was one that I thought was the best, and that was the one to where he would carve. The Bible verses into into people's skin and then skin them off and th- and mail them to a wall. Yeah, that dude was crazy. He was really crazy, and th- he was the only villain that I felt like it was Far Cry worthy. Um, he was absolute batshit insane, and but legitimately thought that he was saving these people. I thought Hope was kind of creepy too in her own way. <sighs> she was like you know, basically she was all about the bliss. So she mm. would get people all like she she was stupored up and and granted there was there was a little bit of a sexuality with her too like they did make her a really pretty girl yeah and so 
I, th- I think that had to do something with it too. Like you'd be more um, willing to do what she says if there was some, because you know, beautiful girl, you're under the influence of drugs, and you know, she does talk like very sexy, and mm-hmm. so like a- anyone who who is weak minded would be more um, susceptible to that. And yeah. then the most forgettable is the ex the ex military, you know, cult herd. That that dude, like, yeah, he he was the weakest. They all have an um, an objective in mind in in order for um to fulfill Joseph Joseph's prophecy, which for some reason does come true, and that's the, that's the big twist in the game. Is Joseph was prophesizing, basically a a nuclear war. Yeah. And I I can't remember what what well, carving Bible verses was gonna was gonna turn. Though isn't he the that. cause of it? Uh, I I can't remember actually. I think I feel like he's the catalyst for it anyway. Mm-hmm. So even if he, even if it's part of his little prophecy, he caused it. Yeah, but overall, like Far Cry Five was good, but I still th- hold the fact that three is probably the best. The in DL- my in my opinion, the DLC for it was pretty good. There was like three DLC things. One of them right. takes you to Vietnam. One of them. Oh, that's right. One of them was an alien one, which has a cameo yes. with the blood dragon. Yes, I. Yes, I, I remember one. that. I remember that alien one, and I. I need to look at my DLC. The zombie one was a lot of fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they were all definitely. I. I think people. By the time the DLC released for that game, I think people had kind of just forgotten about Far Cry Five, which is a shame, because I think the DLC was a lot of fun. Um. So. If you I kinda, get a chance. I kind of want to go back and play that game again. We need to co-op that game. Yeah, I did, did already beat it. Of course, we do need to go back to the pseudo-expansion Far Cry New Dawn. Yeah, it takes place in the same environment, but post-nuke drop. Yeah, and that's all I can say right now because we probably played only about two hours into it. Yeah, I feel like I've played a couple hours with you. I've played a couple hours with maybe Trey was one I played it with. But I really need to just sit down and beat it because I, I've been wanting to. But its whole premise is um, the main two bad guys are these twins. Mm-hmm. And they uh, – Or are they? Dun, dun, dun. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, they've kind of, like, popped up. They're, like, I don't know, part of this, like, group that – militaristic kind of group that mm-hmm. took over after – you know, things went to shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, y- I think you play as the character you were in the first game? Uh, Possibly. I, th- I think there is still a character creator but, either way. But anyway, it's it's decent. Uh, the guns are kind of fun and interesting in that one because they're all, like, handmade and stuff. Yeah. And so, like, that's all, that's all I can say about New Dawn. And honestly, when it comes to Far Cry 6... I kind of don't know anything about this game. Chorizo. What? Chorizo. What about it? Give give me details, dude. I I literally know nothing. There's a okay. So one of the little companions in the game that you can have is a little wiener dog with a like a wheelchair for back legs, oh, and his name is really? Chorizo. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Like I thought you knew this. No. Like I I I when I when I say I don't know much about this game other than, um. The actor who played Gus in Breaking Bad plays the main antagonist in this game. Yes, I've like I literally know nothing. 
about this game. I wonder about how Far his Cry son 6. comes into play. Because when I first watched the trailer, I thought maybe you'd play as his son. Um, but then I think later on they showed you playing as someone else. So I don't know if the son will act as kind of like a, I don't know, like like a bridge between you and the main baddie. Uh-huh. But it looks like a ton of fun. It looks wild as hell. and I'm, I'm <laughs> excited to see a next-gen Far Cry. And just see, and and hope, and hoping that Ubisoft can utilize the power of these new consoles. Was Far Cry Five the first game that introduced animal companions? I think so. Yeah, so that's a good thing that Far Cry Five brought along. Yeah, because you had like Boomer and Boomer was the greatest. There was Cheeseburger the Bear. Yeah, I never got um, Cheeseburger. Peach, Peaches the the mountain lion. I didn't get Peaches either. I only ever got Boomer. I think. Because I loved him so much, I was like, I don't. I don't yeah, but I, I, I really didn't. You didn't go to, um, choose anything else because <laughs> get the dog. It just like in the next one, I'm gonna have Chorizo. He's yeah. gonna be my little wiener dog companion. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be like uh, like Gooby at your grandparents' house. Exactly. Ah, oh, I love I love Gooby. He, he's a he's a precious boy, and he's <laughs> getting old. Yeah, but. But I'm excited to see how well this actor can be the bad guy. He was scary as fuck in, Bra- in Breaking Bad. He's a phenomenal actor. I wish I could remember his name off the top hold on, of my hold head. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to do this we're, we're, um, two weeks in a row. Dude, two dude, episodes dude, in a row. Don't hate you. Shut your whore mouth, sir. Breaking <laughs> Bad. Thank you, Google. Da 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 da. Da 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 da. Um. Oh, he has a very um, unique name, so I'm probably going to butcher this. I apologize, Breaking Bad fans. Um, Giancarlo? Giancarlo? Giancarlo Esposito. Giancarlo. Yeah, Giancarlo. That's what it is. Giancarlo Esposito, I believe, right? Yep. Yep, yep. That's right. So I'm I'm, I'm excited. He's a good lad. He, he, uh, he's one hell of an actor in most mm-hmm. of the stuff I've seen him in. He was in a... Uh, uh, the Mandalorian as well. That's right. He played uh the main like the main antagonist, didn't he? Yeah, the guy with the dark saber. Oh, the dark saber. Fuck yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm excited for Far Cry 6. Probably by the next time we record, the game will be out. Cuz I think the game releases October um, at the time of this recording, it is September 28th. And I think the game releases October 6th. I believe I don't know if this is true. I think it is that if you get the ultimate edition, you get it like a couple days early. Hmm. Which I already have the ultimate edition pre-order from GameStop. Well, it's look at you, fancy McFancerton. It's like a hundred bucks, but it comes with all the DLC, and I know I'm probably gonna play all the DLC because I did with the mm-hmm. last game. So. Well, we we have to co-op it. I think honestly, we should just like sit down. If if, if it is co- co-op, because. Because, again, we're going back to a character with a speaking role in this, and so I'm not quite sure how that's going to work. If it's gonna, if it's just going to be um, you, like, both of you are going to watch the, the cutscenes with this one character, and the character will just, will just split into two. Yeah. Uh, I hope there's, de- I hope there's, there's uh, co-op in it, because that, I feel like that would be a, a pretty big step backwards to have yes. full co-op in five, and then limited co-op in six yeah definitely i think we just need to sit down and we be- beat new dawn 
Yeah, because I that's what I did before New Dawn came out. I was like, sat down and I was like, all right, I got to finish five because I hadn't finished it or the DLC. So I sat down, beat five, beat all the DLC, and then I was like, all right, ready to go. So we need to beat New Dawn and then sit down and play six. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm excited for this game. Heck, I I might just watch some gameplay after we're done recording here so I can actually get excited. Yeah. Because uh, it's not like I purposefully stayed in the dark for Far Cry 6. It's just I knew it exists. I knew it was coming, but I just didn't really think about it because life is busy. Life hurts. It it does, and I'm a sad boy. It's okay. So that, that just about do it. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.